0: Welcome back to Empowerment PT Podcast, the female empowerment podcast platform. So today we have Bex Moore from Beyond Your Best Coaching. Welcome. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. Um, The reason I brought Bex on is just because of the relatability that we both have with our audience and also for the fact that her style is so similar to mine in terms of empowering women in terms of being your best as per her coaching and as per what she stands for as a person not just as a woman herself but I believe that she has so much to offer with the platform and with the audience that we want to share today and that's why I brought her on and it's a privilege to have you here so Aww, thank you so much too kind. <laughs> so we'll start off I obviously sent you some questions obviously yesterday just to kind of get mm. the ball rolling and stuff like that but before we get into those questions do want to tell the audience kind of li- a little bit about you and where you started and where you are today kind of thing so that we can get to know about you
1: mm-hmm. yeah uh, you always know this question's coming don't you yeah and I'm it's just
0: like tell your story yeah
1: I feel like recently I've been so used to I've done quite a wee bit of like public speaking recently this year and I'm so used to like having visuals in front of me when it comes to this and like I'm such a visual person mm-hmm. so like, I was actually thinking about this in the drive up today I was like I'm going to like vocalize this and mm-hmm. like actually say but something like I think it's massively important when you do introduce yourself is like not tying people We're so used to me saying this now because I talk about it all the time but like not tying who you are too much to like the things that I guess the career that you have and who you are to other people but so many of us do introduce ourselves as that like mm-hmm. what we do for a living and things like that yeah I think it's like so important to like know who you are and when you are introducing yourself I think that should always come first it's just like hi I'm Becky yeah um and like just like who you are as like a person as well I guess like I do find myself to have so many interests that I kind of used to put in the back burner and always just like I'm a coach I'm this that the next thing yeah yeah like you forget Um, your
0: identity out with coaching uh uh-huh and
1: I think it's just so important like that's the driver behind every single thing that you do is like Mm -hmm. who you are as an individual so yeah yeah, like obviously um like a very adventurous person a very like um person that loves obviously very passionate about fitness very passionate about um health and just Doing really, really hard things, um, Mm. doing things that not everyone will or not everyone will ever want to. Um, And I I don't mean that in the sense that, like, I get a kind of thrill out of thinking, like, oh, I do things that most others won't, and it's like having one up. But it's more so Mm -hmm. just a case of, like, I think that's a really incredible thing to think, not everyone will get to do this. So Mm -hmm. I kind of, like, I do enjoy doing really, really tough things, not only for what it brings me, but knowing that it's a very I'm in a very privileged position to be able to do that. Yeah, it's a privilege um, to
0: move your body in general, isn't it? Like something that we take for granted so often is our health and like how much of a privilege it is to actually move your body and to enjoy it Yeah, and not see it as like a chore or like a punishment or mm-hmm. something that we feel we should do, but something we actually get to do.
1: Yeah, definitely. Which is
0: brilliant. And yeah. I think like you're a prime example of like if you wanted to do it, you would. Because you've, we'll obviously speak about this today, but you've set out to do so much and you've achieved it mm-hmm. because you've wanted to. Like, yeah. Not because you felt under any pressure to do that. Yeah like you're very headstrong in that sense yeah definitely
1: I but I think I, I think it's been quite detrimental in the past me just like introducing myself as a means of like the achievements I've accumulated or mm-hmm. what it is that I do like this title kind of yeah, thing yeah, rather i yeah. just like who I am as a person like I absolutely like love food I love like adventure I love traveling I love, I love experiencing new cultures I laughter is a massively important value in my life like generally just every single day there must be like some form of like laughter or something like that it's, a ma- it's something I've been brought up around and like, these are all things that like I massively value and um, I do consider myself like to be a very like positive and like headstrong person as well yeah. and um, but yeah obviously on top of that I'm a coach a like, very your, good one. <laughs> like, like yourself um, and have been for just short of three years just short of three years mm-hmm. um and I work primarily with women but yeah love a fitness love a um just like adventure and like mm-hmm. b- yeah exploring and like all these kind of like I'm very like um spontaneous person I would like to mm-hmm. say but at the same time like yeah just uh I, I know what I like and I know what I enjoy and things like that as well For but sure. um, yeah so you started coaching like kind
0: of around the same time as me I believe So, like, with that, what are you most proud of with all of your achievements so far? Because we're obviously speaking about your achievements and stuff there.
1: Yeah. It's a really hard question. Like, I don't think there's one thing that I'm proud of across the the last three years. And I still, like, sometimes as well when people say, like, your career, like, it's a bit of a, like, oh. Yeah, because I think I was so bad for saying, like, job Mm -hmm. and I was
0: like this isn't really a typical job to me this is like as a career and I want to use that as a positive language I feel like job can be associated with quite a negative thing Mm -hmm. because it's like oh I've got this job this job like it's not a very good word to use but like frame it as like career yeah <laughs> it's like lovely you know mm-hmm. it's got a nice wee spring to yeah,
1: it yeah proud moment like biggest prime moment honestly it literally just is that i'm becoming more about every turn i take with every move i make mm-hmm. every it sounds like a bit of a song there <laughs> <laughs> musical every, uh, <laughs> oh
0: yeah uh, <laughs> i'll be missing you
1: <laughs> but yeah so like any risk that i've taken a decision i've made like over the last three years <coughs> oh. um I think I've become more and more like an actual business owner. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, And I think that's probably my proudest thing. I know it's quite a broad thing to say I'm proud of, but mm-hmm. the, the fact that I'm still doing this, like because there's been so obviously like, but probably any job, doesn't matter if you're employed or self-employed, mm-hmm. but there's always going to be some, that wee moment, that, mm-hmm. that we seed that sometimes planted. Like, am I going to continue with this? Am I going to keep going? I think like my proudest moment is like, just like I can see that, that journey the whole mm. journey of me actually becoming a business owner from someone that just was like oh I move really well and mm-hmm. I could probably mm-hmm. coach other women to move really well yeah, in yeah. person mm-hmm. and I guess the chur- the journey and the transition that that's kind of went on and that with all those decisions I'm actually just becoming a, an overall business owner because in the beginning it wasn't that it was like like what I said like um, I, I know I move quite naturally and quite well and over time that's got better I could show other women how to do that mm-hmm. but it's became so much more than that and you'll know yourself that you start to actually realize very quickly that doing that alone is not enough like mm-hmm. you can't run a successful business mm-hmm. and in the beginning it is just shooting it all and for me right now like I'm still just the the kind of um a one-man band so it is a case of like having to get good at things all the time that you're really not good at yeah. as well and try not to focus too much like focus on your strengths yeah but really really focus on your weaknesses um yeah. so, so when
0: did when did you start your coaching initially because i know obviously you're from your so mm-hmm. did you come up with the idea for yourself or was it a
1: path you didn't intend to go down a path i didn't intend to go down mm. like i, I honestly i never seen myself being a business owner i never seen myself own my own business um I actually remember having those thoughts like oh my god people like that are self-employed uh-huh, people mm-hmm. that have got their own businesses wow like what a, I never like, uh huh generally I remember thinking that growing up I always just thought I would be employed and that's not to say if I hadn't found a career that I loved that was in employment like I, I think just fulfillment's the biggest thing mm-hmm. um, there's always going to be pros and cons to no matter what you do mm-hmm. in life and I've been employed and I've also been self-employed for the last three yeah. years like I think no I've never seen that in my future i never seen me being my own boss i thought oh my god like, people that do that that's crazy like i remember yeah. i used to like watch the apprentice and all that and think wow like yeah i was
0: under this like illusion when i was younger that like anybody who started a business became like rich and famous mm-hmm. like that. I thought that's what the path that they went down mm-hmm. but like you anybody could start a business yeah no absolutely
1: but even like the with the whole uh coach or personal trainer like people used when i got into fitness it was often a question it was like Put my way, would you ever PT? Would you ever be a PT? Yeah. My I actually used to look at it for like no, yeah, because like, I was under
0: this impression when I was younger, like th- there wasn't any career in sports, like unless it was a PE teacher. Mm. So I was never kind of educated on how many opportunities was out there for women, especially in sports, especially mm. in fitness. And I think that's so important now to talk about that because a lot of young women probably have a career um, in sports, but they're not being pretty, like kind of persuaded to go down that path. Because what I came to believe was like with my guidance teacher, they only refer you to courses that look good in their books. Like they only refer you to like yeah, a course that they know you'll get into. Yeah. So they can say, Oh, this person from our school went to this uni. Yeah. And like they
1: don't pursue you to go down a path that you actually love. That I guess isn't like recognized. Yeah. Like there's so many yeah there's only these it's specific not a safe job. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I mean? like it's these like... things that are recognized. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, I went to art school so it was never in my I was I was good at P E school. Like mm-hmm. I was like I, I was always very engaged in the more practical subjects and things like I'm not like I hear a lot of people say that are now in the fitness industry and work in the fitness industry oh I was never really good at sport growing up I was like pretty good at it um or at least I was always very interested in it and as a result of that I, I got good at it but I actually used to patch PE and my kind of, like mm-hmm. at the end of school to uh, which my PE teachers were actually very supportive of to go up to like workshops and things like that at the art school because they knew that that was like where I wanted to end up and mm-hmm. I did I went there for four years I graduated I've got a, um, a degree in design but um, again people have that that idea about art and design as well, that there's no careers in there. I know a lot of people that I went to uni with that are now in very, very successful Mm -hmm. uh, design jobs that work for major brands in London and things like that. There is. And like, um, I guess it's just, it's a a generational thing and things like that, I think as well. And, Mm -hmm. you know.
0: Yeah, one of my good friends is a graphic designer. um, And she went to uni to pursue that. And obviously, like when she left uni, it was a scary thought because you have to then find graduate jobs. And obviously, you, you kind of forget how small the kind of market is for like graphic design and but she then just was decided just to become freelance yeah. out of that because why That's not? It's a good thing for small. Yeah. It's like, so looking not? for the positives I in have, it, isn't it? Find the gap in the market ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um but I think if we were all like told when we are younger, like
1: you can do anything you want to. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter how late it is in your life. Yeah, like, I don't ever remember being told that though. Yeah exactly. Like, I've got a lot of supportive people around about me and I always have grown up but I don't ever I've hit he- I feel like I've heard that phrase like mm. in term like said a lot more now oh, and but, i never got told either yeah Do you
0: know what i mean like it was always like have a safe job have stability mm-hmm. i was probably one of the first people in my family to like go to further education as well so like i already had that kind of narrow mind um ingrained in my heritage but like that wasn't necessarily my fault it was just mm-hmm. the kind of circumstances i was brought up around so yeah. no one really fought high no one really fought ambitious at that time so if you're not surrounded by it you're not going to know um and it's only like as of recently like throughout my 20s that I've discovered that it doesn't matter what stage of life you're at you can be whatever you want to be mm. um and I think it's so good now that we both found our passions and like we don't see ourselves as doing anything else like yeah. people are like are you still going to be cutting about when you're 50 doing this and I'm like probably I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't see it myself knows. doing anything else
1: like you can't really predict that but no the things change so so quickly and like yeah yeah like- So did you start off doing one-to-one then I started off um, actually during lockdown for mm-hmm. who like my coach currently um, done a bit of work for him. Oh, okay. um, sure. Obviously Cushion. everything went online. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Christian. Um, done a, a, everyone's businesses kind of tr- transitioned online. It was in my that's when I was like I had kind of like been like no I'm gonna do this and at the time I worked in retail. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously that was all you know furlough and yeah, yeah, whatever all that kind of jazz I still don't understand that yeah I know <laughs> I remember, a strange time <laughs> yeah I remember when I get told I was going on furlough and I was like in on a overnight so bus to bangkok doing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay I was overnight bus to bangkok and i get phoned with my boss she's like you're followed," and i was like googling it and all that freaking out and then she's like it's all right you've still got your job and i'm like okay and then i was co- like it. <laughs> yeah a couple of years later it was like uh, i get made redundant anyway but at that mm. point i knew what i was was gonna do but yeah on uh, online like um helping out my my coach that is still my coach this day mm-hmm. um to keep his business like going and things like that as well and right. allowing it to to kind of grow and um increase the amount of people that we, we could work with because obviously you can you can do that when you work online mm. and and then it went on to yeah working in a, on a gym floor just kind of straight into it. as soon as the, i think my first day was essentially when the gyms opened back up in april yeah. 2021 or it something was such like.
0: a weird time during covid wasn't it like yeah. everybody could only do things outdoors and yeah even that was like restricted to yeah. some extent oh it honestly just seems like such a distant memory
1: now i, I forget know. we even went through it anyway, i actually
0: but... think it was just a part of my life that seems like a, a bad dream <laughs> And the fact that it's just been all shoved under the rug now, like, oh yeah, that, that happened. I know, it still <laughs> sometimes
1: crops up that wee word and then uh-huh. you're just I remember that
0: time? Everybody's like still traumatised and we're like, that happened. I know, it happened. Yeah. Yeah, but that's so impactful that you had like that lasting effect on another coach, like with their business as well, like to help you and your experience, but also to help them. Like that's such a nice thing to do, even when you're starting yourself. So it just obviously shows like how selfless of a person that you are. And, like, partly you've got a little bit of responsibility in helping him as well. So, give credit where credit's due to yourself for that. <laughs> did you do a lot of, like, online kind of Zoom classes as well? Because I know I did that, but it was, like, for free. So, I would help people with fitness classes on Zoom when it was, like, the lockdown restrictions and stuff. Did you do a lot of that? Or uh, did you, yeah, um, it on,
1: yeah, it was on. It was, like, a lot of home body weight, like, conditioning. Yeah. Um, and... I I would do them in the mornings and then in the evenings. Christian would actually do um, weights and, like, Mm. strength training um, online. But I would do the the morning kind of conditioning. That's kind of when I broke into, like, that, like, working to that intensity as well. Um, Because to me, that was, like, so alien. So lockdown was kind of a time where I actually increased my fitness levels, for you say? Um, Because I was always so... Yeah. Like oh my god no I'm so unfit like could mm-hmm. go off, like, a flight of stairs without like, being out of breath and things like that so for me <laughs> yeah. well, to me it's like a massive like turning point in that respect And my mm-hmm. own fitness journey as well like mm-hmm. it's something that always like stands out to me is really getting uncomfortable like really understanding the true meaning of being uncomfortable because it's all yeah. you could do like yeah. really it was all you could do yeah I remember like at the time we were getting our house and um, there was this like scheme going on in where I live like a or oh, like the first time buyer scheme uh, no it was um, all the houses were getting rough casted at the time oh, but it was right, like a, uh-huh. a scheme that they were doing like you could buy into it or whatever okay, so yeah, everyone's houses were basically you, right, like uh-huh. s- had scaffolding
0: so our right, houses okay. like scaffolding
1: i was using I that to like do pull-ups and chin-ups and dips and all this kind of stuff like so it was like my own wee body weight home gym right. um, but other than that i didn't really have much at home so it was really just getting incredibly strong with what you had. for had swinging for scaffolding <laughs> um on instagram and oh God, yeah, remember that, starting to run and things like that as well mm-hmm. so really was a point of like getting Mm-hmm. physically uncomfortable and mentally as well I guess you could say but yeah, yeah.
0: so like with your challenges that you faced during that time mm-hmm. compared to now would you say the challenges are similar are they different is there like ones that have propped up recently that you're mm-hmm. like I didn't expect that
1: oh a hundred percent like so you're we're obviously talking there about when I started my business right mm-hmm. so the biggest challenge is always going to be yourself like oh, sure. so it's your belief system right mm-hmm. um and that can take an knock it, you don't just build that up and then it remains so i think the challenges for me starting my business was definitely in my own belief system if your belief system's not in the right place how are you going to then show up how is that going to then come across how are you going to be your true authentic self if you don't believe in yourself mm-hmm. if you're not authentic your business isn't going to grow because people can i guess people can tell when you're not really being authentic oh, um so all those like that can cause your business all those things can really cause your business not to not to grow um and just getting them on own way, which we all do sometimes, That's, but I went through, yeah. yeah, I went through a massive, we all get getting our own way, absolutely. You wanna kinda lesson how often that happens, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely I'm getting better at closing the gap between that, but I went through quite a lengthy period of being caught my own way. But recently, like the challenges I, I experience now, Really, when I'm asked about what I'm feeling challenged about now, I try and look at it as, a way, I'm, I'm glad I'm being challenged now. I couldn't see that then, that that was a good thing. um. But the challenges, have, I'm rebuilding my business for the third time right now. So I'm experiencing the same, I'm experiencing my, my belief system being like pushed and like you know been like do you believe in yourself enough to do this do you believe in yourself enough to show up do you believe in yourself enough to professionally do this personally do this um so th- those same challenges are the same I'm just more equipped to deal with them does mm-hmm. that make sense mm-hmm. like so I think back then I was not equipped to deal with them and obviously when you are kind of thrown into I wouldn't say I was thrown in but when you do just jump into an industry I made a lot of moves that I probably wasn't ready to make mm-hmm. I thought I was because I thought I was further ahead than what I was I'd yeah. let I knew less then but I thought I knew more whereas now I know more but I don't think I know more now. Mm-hmm. The biggest realisation I
0: had was like, you know nothing.
1: Yeah. And like
0: that is a hard truth to hear but you have to go into things knowing that you don't know anything because that's the only way that you're probably willing to learn is that if you come in with a complete blank canvas and just say to yourself like I don't know anything but I'm willing to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a lot of the times where I've reflected back like I don't have any really re- real regrets of anything. I just mm-hmm. think well I know now compared to what I did before yeah and that will prevent me from either doing that again or if I do do it again I can learn from it
1: yeah I think when you think you know it all it's like you shut yourself off to so much you close yourself off to so many opportunities so I think that was probably my biggest challenge was letting it all get to my head a wee bit Mm -hmm. because I was really not even a year in and I thought I was so much further ahead than what I was and I'm all for (laughs) being confident in yourself and backing yourself a hundred percent but it's the problem lies when you back yourself too much that you become beyond confident that mm-hmm. you become like you close yourself off to you build walls you do and like I, do. I, I think that that was a big challenge for me so now the challenge is not falling into that trap again like yeah. it's it's still embracing being that beginner and it's embracing being like like a bit of a sponge again and that's what i was initially in my fitness journey and investing in a coach and starting a business but it's slow very quickly because opportunities were coming coming my way um my ego started to grow and as a result of that doing that I really shut myself off to so so much and probably Mm -hmm. missed out on a lot as well so I think this time around it's the third time now doing this again but I'm better equipped to be able to be like you're doing that thing again I mean yeah and I think the more we grow the more we know ultimately
0: Which is like I'm I'm a poet today. Brown. <laughs> We're both raving here, oh. <laughs> raving things. But up. I think the more you go through life, like that's the only time that you will know, like to experience these things. Like yeah. you don't know until
1: you try. Ultimately, oh you don't.
0: Like that's you don't know till you know, literally. And like that's what I've had to kind of humble myself with, like. Sometimes you're really bad at beating yourself up. Not you personally, but just in general. Like you're bad at beating yourself up for things that you wish that you knew, but like mm-hmm. how could you have known? No. Like you weren't you're not got a crystal yeah. ball
1: sitting there, like telling yeah, you. Yeah, it you doesn't should know. matter sometimes how it's staring you in the face or how many people around you are actually like hinting at a triprodig and be yeah. like, You're acting like this, you're going in in this way, mm-hmm. you're doing that thing again. You mm-hmm. have to figure like, it out for yourself. Hindsight is twenty twenty vision. Yeah. It
0: really, really is. And like you can probably look back now and be like, if I was to do this, I'd do it differently, but that also helps other people as well. Like, should you ever have that conversation mm-hmm. with them and just be like, this is what I've done, by yeah. the way. like, Do it with us what you want.
1: Yeah, try to get people to jump through less hoops. I, mm-hmm. I, I, essentially, is a massive part of our job. So
0: yeah. yeah. So are you just completely online now with your business as it stands?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, my, my programme is delivered online, but there's a lot mm-hmm. of, like, kind of face-to-face interaction. It's very personal, obviously, still. And um, I pride myself on that, obviously, being able to still do that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... Um, yeah, it gets a bit of a bad rep online. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't get me wrong, I remember when my coach first told me he was transitioning online, I, I actually remember crying. And yeah. I remember being like, what the frick am I going to do? they become such a big part of your life. We just you were feel too like comfortable. We don't... You feel like you need them. Yeah, we don't... Humans are not, I don't think, like, built to deal with change. You no. have to train yourself no. to be able to deal with change. And see, now I can't, like... It's made me the person I am actually not having... Yeah. I not relying on someone in that way and um there's a time and a place for it and things like that as well so yeah like I really do think that um th- the way that I deliver my program and things like that like it still feels like that person's mm-hmm. there when you need them to be there and um also allows you I guess not to have not to be spoon-fed and not to have like your mm-hmm. hand held 24-7 you're yeah. supported but it also like I guess encourages you to just be independent and that really should be the overarching goal anyway Uh, I think like that's why you're like you're 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 investing in coaching and you want to be coached to ultimately change the way that you live Mm -hmm. and for that to be a part of your identity that can only really truly be a part of your identity if it's something that you just do Mm -hmm. someone can't carry you for it to like that's then not who you are if someone is kind of pulling more weight than you actually are as an individual do you know what i mean yeah exactly that make sense oh no completely absolutely. <laughs> you roundabout way explaining No, that, absolutely but... like that's probably the best way to explain it but also
0: the fact that like you need to, to detach from that person to be able to know that you could fit into the mold that you wanted to create for yourself um and i think that's the case for a lot of online coaches is like that initial conversation with their one-to-one client is obviously going to be very difficult it's obviously going to be like yeah so I'm not going to see you (laughs) as (laughs) much as much yeah um but I will still be prevalent in your life and I think that was like the conversation that I obviously did have when I went and transitioned online um but like now my fight is getting them to see me again because they're so they've stepped into this shell of like themselves in such a good way like they've opened themselves up and they've been like this is what I want to pursue and I know that I can do it Mm. with your guidance but I don't necessarily need you there to hold my hand yeah and that's such a good feeling knowing that I've prepped them enough to be able to do that Mm -hmm. um but I do feel like as you were saying sometimes it does get a bad rep in the sense that like there's a few things that people don't tell you and I think it's not necessarily a bad rep I think it's just miscommunication Mm. or maybe people's unrealistic expectations Mm -hmm. from what they've seen online yeah you know all these online coaches are in the likes of like dubai and bali <laughs> very well earned of course like they've obviously worked up to a place where they can do that yeah. but i think people take that as gospel yeah and they think that's what they should be doing oh, yeah, that
1: overnight that's what they're gonna be that's doing. what yeah. they should be
0: doing yeah but i think they also forget how lonely it can be And oh, I, yeah and i know we were speaking about this earlier but mm. i think it's quite lonely for me as a people person yeah to just like shut myself off mm. i guess and just be on a laptop but yeah I think there's obviously ways you can navigate around that.
1: Well, that's what I was going to say. It's like, see if you're experiencing that as a problem, it's your responsibility to fix it as well. Whether that be that you then look to bring something out. Like, you need to, if someone's struggling to feel motivated or have energy and momentum, you need to look at the things that you're doing that's stopping you from having that. And it's the same, like, i get lonely i'm i don't even like currently at this point in my life i'm not even in a relationship um as well and of course it gets lonely especially working online I, i've went from mm. always working very um like one-to-one facing uh jobs even in retail and things like that as well yeah. then going on a gym floor um obviously always even at uni being surrounded by people in a studio uh-huh. day in day out people so always being thoughts. around people And for me, I get lonely. Absolutely, I do. But then I'm like, how do I solve that problem? How do I feel less lonely? I actually actively go out my way now to... Like, even me and you sitting here right now today. Like, do you know what I mean? You need to look for ways. And that's why, like, every you know quarter every month I'm looking at ways like how can me my clients get together how can I get together with other coaches or other people Mm -hmm. that I generally just align with that know more than me that I can pick their brain that I can train with like and like see when I spoke earlier on about being stuck in that place of being in my own way and thinking I knew more than I did they're the kind of things I shut myself off to because being honest and I hate even to admit it sometimes but it's the truth and I can say it now because I've I've outworked that and I've totally moved away from it is that a part of me in some respects because of things I'd achieved thought I was better yeah than that and I thought I wouldn't gain anything from it mm-hmm. I had so many people putting me in a bit of a pedestal mm, and I naturally. didn't look at actually what they could bring me in I kind of that's that was a massive part to play and it all getting to my head in the first kind of year to two years of being a coach um putting a pedestal in what ways and like looking up to you looking up to me you know a lot of compliments um, and a lot of things that made me think oh I'm doing really well here. I'm the shit. Yeah. (laughs) And of course, there are things to be proud of and I should still to this day be proud of them. Mm. But they were to my detriment and um, I kind of thought that oh I don't need to go and do that thing I I, I do better when I train alone like and yeah. yeah it's great to be able to push through these things alone sometimes it makes me a tough person to be able to put myself in an uncomfortable situation when no one else is around no one else is there I watch you know people always speak about doing things in private that no one else sees and like the importance of doing that but also just the importance of actually just connecting with other people like the amount of rooms I've put myself in this year and all those things so it's like that loneliness like I still feel it of course I do like sometimes I'll get to the end of the day and I'm like I've never seen another who I'm being today but then I'm like ah, right what do I need to do then mm-hmm. over the next week to two weeks who do I need to see who do I need to talk to who do I need to reach out to on Instagram yeah, yeah, yeah. who do I need to obviously you asked me here today which is a massive like privilege and honestly I've been so excited looking forward to it all week Not you know what I mean like um so it's like these things are massive drivers to me yesterday I had a 10k run with a, a really close friend who's doing a, a really amazing challenge right now shout, um, out, to shout out to Kieran Ingram <laughs> Um, who's doing um, a massive challenge over the next 30 I think he's actually increased it um, so but even he, just yeah. things like that in my week now that I just went, I went out my way to organize like in those first couple of years I did do it not enough though yeah, yeah. Um, obviously at the time I wasn't really online that much but um, honestly it's a powerful powerful tool that not, I'm not even just talking about us as coaches should be doing I generally believe everyone should be doing it everyone should be connecting with people that they they think I, I I look up to that person in some way. They've just done something that really inspires me. Or I just like their aura. I just like their vibe. Like, mm. I want to hang about with them. And, like, mm-hmm. um, some of my closest friends today are people that have not been in my life a very, very long time. But yeah, as I've yeah. grown as a person and in, as I've really learned what I value most in life yeah. and where I want to be in life, like, obviously, you start to then, like... For sure. Like, I guess... Attract similar people and things like that. So, yeah, you hang um, around people that are quite refreshing as mm-hmm. well. Like, Kieran, for
0: example, like, whenever I see his socials, I think to myself, what a breath of fresh air, because he's so real. <laughs> like, he's literally just. So... He's going to be listening back to this <laughs> pure howling. No, generally, he's so, like, just genuine. Like, even these story the other days, like, happy Friday morning. I'm going to say it again. I'm fucked. I was like, same. <laughs> but, you know, that way, like, it's so raw Mm -hmm. and i love that and i wish more people were like that Mm -hmm. because i'm guilty of it myself of being like happy whatever and then i'm not actually like loving live love loving do you know what i mean so having that authenticity and having people around you that are so yeah i just think when
1: you walk away from someone Who's the people you walk away from, and you're just at like, you feel like on top of the world, yeah. like you genuinely could. You're so high, you're yes. high on life, and do you want I mean? to have that impact on other people around you as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I could think of nothing better
0: than leaving a conversation, being like, "I really loved that," yeah, or like, "I really loved that person's impact and yeah. what
1: they had to say to me," yeah, and like, I hope I leave that impression on other people as yeah. well. So
0: surround yourself with more
1: people. Yeah, like that. do you know it actually reminds me of a quote. This is pure cringe and not at all. Um, uh, I think it's actually from a James Smith book, to be fair, one of his books. I'm actually but... listening to his audiobook in the car, yeah. so I'm not a life coach. Uh, it's really good. Oh, was it that one? It might be that one, yeah. actually. So maybe you've not heard this yet, and it, maybe you're not at that point. But it, it's a quote that goes, um, people are either the wind in your sails or the headwind that you're sailing against. Wow. Uh, that's really impactful.
0: Who drop. would know that he's a poet at <laughs> all? <laughs> that's, like, that's so true. Yeah. Because I think, I don't know how much is true in the saying of, you are the amount of people that you spend your time with. Like, I think it's five people. Yeah, I've not heard that one in a while. but Something like that. But I don't know how accurate that is because yeah. I don't think I have five people that I surround myself with on a daily basis. But I do believe that when you are a part of an environment that you don't benefit from, it can affect you over time. Oh, yeah. Um, And I think now that I've found the circle of people that I want to surround myself with, the difference in me is night and day. Mm-hmm. you probably found that yourself as well, yeah. like stepping into your own, but having people that relate. Like I don't know about you, but like I don't really get along with people that I just don't have anything in common with now. Like I don't like small talk. I don't like anything. surface level. Yeah, like yeah. entertaining them for the sake of it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like people. Yeah, who that's like it.
1: something as well. I attach myself to being like I should probably should have said that when I introduced myself. Like yeah. I'm quite a deep thinker, and I'm quite a yeah. when I'm at my best. I'm a deep thinker. Like I really st- I can be quite a surface level surface level person, but yeah. when I'm not in a good place in my life and uh-huh. probably Most if you, can, yeah, if you just spoke to me and. April or May this year, um the beginning of May, end of April, like I'd have probably been quite surface level because I really struggled to answer big questions. Like, uh-huh. I'd really struggled to actually answer half of these questions you're asking me today, even though, you know, some of them should just roll off tongue quite naturally. And I think mm. that's an indicator you're probably not at your best and mm-hmm. things like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I can be, I think we all can be, like you said, like we're all, we can be a more closed off version of ourselves when we're not feeling good about ourselves. We don't really uh-huh. want to talk, we don't really want to open up and things like that. So yeah, I'm like, I'm quite a, a deep thinker and like, I, I can can I can't really relate when someone's just very surface level yeah Yeah. I think if it's people that's been in your life for quite a long time it's it's a bit different you're so used to your relationship just being as it is Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and kind of you just accept that but I feel like with anyone new coming into your life especially at this point in your life if you're really clear like what you've just said there about what serves you yeah you you become quite protective of that and you become quite protective of your energy and who you let in my boundaries are so
0: clear now. Yeah. But when I was younger, I would let anybody into my life yeah. because I just wanted to be liked. Yeah. I just wanted to be I literally just wanted to be liked. Yeah. I just wanted to be enough for someone. Oh, absolutely. I just wanted to, and I would go into these relationships where I knew they weren't beneficial. Yeah. They were very transactional in the terms of they would just take and take from me mm-hmm. and I would just try give. and give back. <laughs> yeah. Um but I just wanted to be accepted. Yeah, You don't
1: give to get, but no. at the same time, it has to be. A, I just very much. Yeah, I surrounded to myself with my all the wrong
0: people. Like, I've been very open about this in the past, but I got into the wrong people with like drinking drugs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And like, that wasn't me. I knew it wasn't. And there was a turning point where, whether it was like the fact that I'm also a deep thinker or the, the, mo- the worst come down of my life, I just thought to myself, I'm more than this. Yeah. And like, that was a turning point for me where I was like, I'm only going to let people in my life who I feel will serve me as mm-hmm. much as I serve them. Yeah. like It's like what we said earlier on, no, you don't know too, you know? Exactly. It's like, like it's a two-way street mm-hmm. very much. like. But sometimes you get friends who you don't see all the time, but it's like, mm-hmm. nothing's changed. Yeah. Like me and my friend Lauren, who like, she's asked me to be our bridesmaid. We don't see each other all the time.
1: But when we do, it's like nothing's changed. Yeah, it's just like, got a mutual understanding for each other. And yeah, each like other's we're lives. adults. Yeah, you know,
0: stuff happens, but like that doesn't change how we feel about each other. Yeah, and I love friendships like that. You just mm. pick off where you left off. It's brilliant, yeah. but you don't need all that all the time. Mm-hmm. And people that are so supportive, even if they don't necessarily get what you're doing, is also really respectful.
1: Because mm-hmm. I
0: don't expect everybody to understand what I'm doing, but I want them to like respect it do you yeah. know what I mean? and it's great like my family are at yeah. that level
1: now too I think the truth is though it's like you're still gonna always come across people that don't oh right? sure. and, and like, I'm not gonna spend time educating those people it's like being okay with that and being able to sit with that and understand that yeah they won't yeah. ever yeah. I love
0: people who are willing to learn though and ask you yeah. questions and are like how, how do you feel about this like tell me more so I can understand I'm like oh, that's fantastic that's better than just being like oh, I could never do that mm-hmm. I get that all the time like I had it a lot with high rocks recently mm-hmm. I don't know if you were the same but when I told people I was doing high rocks, the first time they'd be like oh, I could never do that mm. I, couldn't, I, I can't do cardio yeah. I'm
1: like why though why, you don't yeah. know you've not tried it you know it's I mean? wasted energy sometimes trying to explain it to people like yeah. why you do what you do and yeah. why it means something to you and I guess like that's what you like what you said earlier on like the that whole wanting to be liked or wanting what you're doing i guess kind of to be accepted kind of goes alongside that and that's how i know that it doesn't bother me anymore because Mm. even though they've said i could never do that yeah
0: part of me doesn't feel rejected by that anymore Mm. i'm like okay well if you don't get it then i do so yeah that's fine and then when i usually say like oh i'm doing it for charity though they're like ah okay i get it now (laughs) i'm like what but like if you didn't have something to lean on to say this is why i'm doing it and you Mm. just wanted to do it anyway people would be like that's not normal for them. Yeah, Anything it's not outside, normal for them. Norm. So they think like it's just not normal. Yeah, like yeah. even business owners, that's not normal for most people. They want to go to a five. They want to have a job that they have to commute to. They want to be in the corporate world. Like they want stability. Some people want to settle down and get a mortgage and stay in the same place. Like that's great for them if they want that. But I don't want that. Yeah. So like that's where I struggle to relate to most people. But mm-hmm. I think people who are open and willing to learn about what you want to do, like that's so refreshing as well and but as you say like even if you don't get people to get it like you're not going to spend time
1: trying to educate them on it no it's a process you have to go through i think like you do initially when you start something and you get people being quite like like quizzing you on it a wee bit mm-hmm. like you do feel yourself probably over explaining and over justifying and things and it's mm-hmm. something i've ha- had to like really stop myself from doing and sometimes yeah. you just need to bite your tongue absolutely because you've probably got a lot to say about what they're doing and things like that as well in their life choices like oh, we all sure? do like we are not. I heard this other day there, and it's actually stuck with me. And I've, I think I've said it so many times since. Then, do you know what? when something's just been on your mind. Like, but yep. it's just like what you're really talking about a lot right now. It's like as human beings, we're not designed to like each other. No, and we're not designed really to understand Life each to be other so either. So boring. Yeah. If we did. yeah, exactly. Like nothing like eat, like worth having comes easy. Kind no. of thing. Even relationships, they all take work. Like we all think each other are idiots. Oh, we all yeah. do. We're all designed to like whatever. Like, obviously, yeah, I think we should all be looking for ways that individually, like, we can take responsibility and we can, like, transform and change. But naturally, you're always going to think someone else that thinks and acts differently from you is a bit of an idea. Have and you, that's the truth of it. Yeah. Have you seen this book? And it's actually on that
0: concept. It's called Surrounded by Idiots. Yeah. yeah. And the, it's based on personality uh, types. Or something yeah. Like that. Yeah, yeah. So there's, like, the red personality, the blue personality, mm-hmm. green and yellow, mm-hmm. and how they will all clash in some way. In some respect. Yeah. And that is just the majority of people. Mm-hmm. Like, the red personality will always clash with the blue because blue is more mellow, more like this is what it is. Whereas red's like- More like aggressive. Aggressive and, yeah. and upfront and confrontational.
1: So I would clash with those people mm-hmm. because i I think I started reading that book and then yeah. at the time where I was at, I was like, I felt quite tricky. I I'm know. I'm
0: like, is that me? Reading, I was learning so much about myself. I like, thought I was a bit in the all and I was like, no, that's not possible. No, it's not. But like- you learn that naturally the more you kind of develop your own personality. But yeah. I learned that I would probably clash a lot with red people because I'm not confrontational, whereas mm-hmm. some people just naturally are. Mm-hmm. I'm probably a mix of like blue and yellow that's like, it is what it is, and I'll stand up for what I believe in, but I'm mm-hmm. easy going. Um, but that book's really beneficial for anyone who wants to learn more about themselves. Like, if they, it, the, the title makes it sound like pure attack, you're an idiot. Yeah. But it's not But really. that's the point, really, yeah. is that like,
1: really, we all think each other are. Yeah, and like there will always be a bit of that. Really. Absolutely, like, I think the world, like you said, would be a very, very boring place if we were all just to think imagine, and act and do the same. So, imagine if yeah. we all liked
0: each other. Like I just couldn't, I couldn't envision it. the The, wa- the wars wouldn't have started. Like it's just a, such a strange place. But like it's funny how everybody's all different, isn't it? Like even though we all come from the same place, we might all have the same upbringing. We still end up quite different in that sense, and I love that. And I love that we can obviously form our own circles in that sense. And we also know who isn't beneficial for our circle and we can just keep them at an arm's length in that sort of way. Were your family always like very understanding and in your circle with what you wanted to do with your coaching? Or do you feel as though like maybe friends and family kind of didn't get it at first?
1: Uh, I don't know so much about friends. I I I actually kept it quite a bit of a secret that I was going to do it. Oh really? Um, Were you like embarrassed or? I think I just didn't want voices at the time like what was I spoke about there I didn't really want too many opinions and I didn't really care for them I think either it's like I didn't really know what was going to come of it and obviously stepping away from being employed and things I just thought these are a lot of questions that maybe at the time it was fear of not being able to answer them or not really sure I went to my parents straight away and to tell them like i'm going to invest in this course and um it's going to lead me on to do this and obviously there was a a few questions and things but i'm very like thankful to say that i've got parents that have supported me no matter what Mm i've chose to do in life don't get me wrong there's obviously always been a wee bit of devil's advocate mum and dad are very honest people and um, even when they don't fully understand something um but no they've always backed me a hundred percent if i if i can like, say a conviction to them, like, my reasons for and why I'm going to do a certain thing and what I think it's going to open up for me and, no, the, like, I, I take it with them, like, it's been, they, yeah, they've just always probably, like, supported me, even in all the twists and turns it's taken over the last three years and, um, yeah, I know, literally, like, what are you up to now? Um, friends, I think, I don't know why I was so fearful to like, that. I, I, I kind of told people in dribs and drabs. I kind of drip fed it. Um, and I think a lot of people were just like, oh, like, seen that coming. Was it like the fear <laughs> of judgment initially? Probably because, you know, it was at a time where in my local area, everyone was becoming a personal trainer. Really? Yeah, it was like, everyone was just attaching PT to the end of their name on, oh, your, on Instagram. Right. I so wouldn't expect that from I think situation. it was a bit of a running joke. And I just thought, oh God. I don't want to be the next joke and that was my own like warped perception really Mm -hmm. like that wasn't the case like you know it's like saying there's too many hairdressers it's like saying there's too many beauticians it's like saying do yeah. you know if there's too much of anything joiners all these things but I think just because you know that way when you see some you see something that you want and then you start to see it everywhere I don't know what the term is for it but like say you wanted like yeah, so a certain car yeah. you start to see that car everywhere I think for me it's like I knew that that was coming up so I started to see it I started to see people talking about it but it's because I was so switched on to it Yes. So then I thought, oh no, I don't want to be that next person. hmm And, you know, be It's c- almost like a form of
0: spotlight syndrome. hmm Like, you think everybody's going to look at you a certain way. Mm-hmm. But in reality, like, nobody cares. Yeah, like, nobody
1: actually cares. It's nothing to do with them. Yeah, and regardless of what anyone thought, it was never anything... That's, that's... Whatever someone thinks about you is actually nothing to do with you. It's like you're creating problems out of nothing.
0: Like, as you said, if you go looking for a, a red car, you'll always see a red car. Because you're going looking for problems. Yeah. But if you're going looking for solutions, you'll get them.
1: Yeah. So... For me, like yeah, I made something like probably problematic out there that actually wasn't. Yeah, but, like, um, it's but yeah, actual... it was all hush hush for a while. I don't know
0: why. Yeah, like for me, I'm I'm a very much an overthinker, so I will tend to see the negative first. But I'm working on that, so I'm looking for solutions first now. Yeah, than, like I used to very much feel like that as well. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like I was always very skeptical of my own pursuits because mm. I had to think to myself like Is this realistic? Mm. But that wasn't my own thinking. If you get me, it was like other people's yeah. input of what they had said that made me think that that was my thoughts so it's interesting how like that psychological like psychological approach can play in our mind and other people's words like they're a lot more impactful than we think mm-hmm. like if you were to present your business idea to them then they'd be like oh okay like you know not really enthusiastic about it like mm. that would have played a large input on you but as someone being like oh my god wow like tell me more like that has a huge impact as well, in such a positive way that you mm-hmm. actually feel like you can take on the world. Yeah. So it's other people's words are yeah, so much probably more a part of, Like
1: what you said there. Yeah. there was probably a part of me that thought people wouldn't be interested. So I'm just like, oh, there's no point I'll Just keep it to myself. Yeah. And I think in a way, I wanted it. I thought it'd be more impactful. This is just for where I was at, at that moment in time. I wouldn't yeah. think any of this now, just because of the person I am, and the, uh-huh. the woman I've become. But like yeah. at the time, I was like, I probably wanted it to be this big announcement. Mm. You know, like surprise. this big fiasco, <laughs> this big show, like a lot like, of people do that now yeah. like
0: i feel like that's such a coach thing isn't it like yeah. we have to announce something we have mm. to like make, make everybody like song and dance yeah make everybody be like my god what is it and um, then eventually we let them know and they're like ah oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> but like i love that pure build up to it but I know. like i'm glad that obviously they kind of had a neutral response maybe about yeah. it yeah
1: no they're very very supportive i think like it's never when it's your parents or like i guess guardians or people that are like um uh your elders yeah you, elders. If you, if you're, if you're <laughs> your elders they're always going to have something <coughs> yeah. to say about it my mum still does like hopefully she'll not listen to us about but she'll she'll question things I, I, honestly my response and this sounds a bit rude like I'm being really cheeky to my mum but I'm not I promise. but like, I-, I just sit at <laughs> end of the table and I'm like ah, mum you don't get it <laughs> I just like- say let's not talk about it because you don't get it but um, that's you
0: putting your boundaries yeah. so up yeah I was
1: like mum I'm going to yoga with my clients and uh, it's like a wee yoga retreat and all that she's like thought you were online and I was like let's yeah. just not even get into this you're
0: like that what (laughs) like sometimes you just have to take a step back and take five minutes and be like process the question for a second and then just be like not even worth that
1: it's okay that you don't get it it's okay I get it and that's all that matters there's
0: actually some questions that I've had that I've just had to take a step back and be like I'm not going to entertain that because if I did entertain that you wouldn't like my response
1: (laughs) you wouldn't like my response how did you come up with beyond your best then um so I hope I can like answer this and not a too like not a very long-winded way but no, it, it. kind of probably a couple of things so I think it's been something that's been brewing in me like ever since I yeah. started coaching start, I started out as a PT I think it's always been who I've be-
0: been yeah. becoming because you did
1: like a kind of soft launch around it because
0: I remember just being I didn't really see much about it and then I think you came up my Instagram and I was like
1: who's who is that yeah and I was like oh it's Becky yeah <laughs> I was like she's changed her name yeah but when I first started like three years ago I didn't really I was just known as Coach Bex Moore like that was yeah. my Instagram name some people still call me I think you still call me sometimes yeah uh, yeah, like just that's me yes of course but I think the aim is always like when you do like have a community of women things like that the the, the aim I guess especially for myself is that it's much bigger than me mm-hmm. um, and that there's connections made within that and that it's not just me that my clients come to it's like other women that they see doing those things that mm-hmm. are kind of maybe more at a point that they're at in that moment in time yeah but um yeah so I think it has probably been brewing since like I think it's always been within me to create the program that I'm creating now but it's just took me until recently to be able to do that. To identify so I, with it. Yeah, so I had, a, I think, my first, like, programme name, but I never really spoke about it. Yeah. It was Be Empowered, but my initials, so Becky Moore, Be, uh, um, be Empowered, uh, okay. like, was, like, uh, that was just a name I threw out there. I never really spoke about it. Nobody probably even knows that it was my programme name. There was no song and dance about it. You can't use that, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. But we're talking a, a good three years ago now. Yeah. But um, obviously then went into... Um, a partnership Mm -hmm. and another business um, and have since uh, over the last six weeks, eight weeks um, back out on my own Mm -hmm. and launched Beyond Your Best. Now where that I guess came from is that I always remember my coach saying something to me and I'm talking a long time ago and he probably won't even remember but something I used to be very guilty of doing was looking back and I think sometimes looking back is good to go forward but I used to look back as a means of remember that in a very kind of negative way that was me at my best right I genuinely don't believe your best can be in the past your best is only forward right but I used to look back at these pictures of myself and obviously what we do in that moment in time is we fail to forget everything that was actually going on in that moment in time that actually wasn't that great but we think that's our best so I used to do that all the time and he said to me one time forget that right Mm -hmm. you're gonna beat your best and it stuck with me and it just always kind of has but as well as that I haven't worked with women over the last three years. Having limited my potential a lot over the last couple of years is what I've already spoke about. Obviously, Mm -hmm. my ego getting in the way, thinking I knew more than I did, Mm -hmm. Um, shut myself off to so many opportunities, playing it safe. Yeah, yeah. so many women beyond your best is about generally like what women think is our best is never really their best. It's It's a safe lesser version of their best because they're scared to almost say like b- be as ambitious as they want to be in their head yeah. and so it's trying to get women to kind of come out of that shell I guess that they're in like and stop limiting their potential so I think it kind of comes from two places of it's like I know for so long I was limiting my potential I don't want that for other women and instead of looking back and thinking that this version of yourself is their best and the idea the work perception they've got right now of what's their best it's just a safe space and it's a safe version. Actually, they're capable of so much more. So I, I guess that's what Beyond Your Best is. It's yeah. like taking women from this idea to like generally like going beyond it because I believe that they always have, they can always do more and they can always do better. Yes. Basically, and I know I've always got more in me and always get better. Mm-hmm. It's not to say that what I've achieved in the moment wasn't great. Um, and there is times where I'm like, there's no more I could have gave in that situation. But I know there's also been a lot of instances where... I've played it safe because through fear of not achieving it and I've not said things out loud that really really scare me through fear of not achieving it um, so I guess I hope that kind of answers it no, I guess it like, I always get my clients to like well actually we just like I've been asking a lot of them recently like how do you know when you're at your best Yeah, and mm-hmm. what I want them to kind of think about is like what would be the indicators or the success metrics that would tell them that they're at their best but i truly don't believe that your best really can ever be a past version of yourself it's only a it's only a future version of yourself it's only about going forwards um and that's really about about what beyond your best is about and just in all aspects of your life like kind of discovering your your fullest potential and not limiting yourself what's your favorite part about being your coach oh a a very very cliche answer like like I don't really know like how Mm. else to like dress this up. I don't think you can. Generally, just seeing women do the things they never in their life thought were possible. And that goes back to like that whole idea of like Mm -hmm. that best idea they've got in their heads never truly is what they're fully capable of. They're capable of so much more. See when someone just gets it. Yeah. And you're like, wow. (laughs) Like seeing a seeing a woman talk on camera, mic'd up, like, yeah, they might be a wee bit nervous to begin with, doing things even though there's nerves there and even though that that being kind of feeling the fear and doing it anyway like literally like talking mic up on a camera progressing professionally like taking that step that leap um doing things that they've never like genuinely in their life never even thought well that's our first 5k 10k half marathon doing an event like whatever it might be but we all think these things are never in our future there's so much that I seen growing up that I never mm. thought of, that'll never be me. And there are yeah. things I've now done. And I think, wow, like, but it's so much more than just like, although physical results have been a massive part of my journey. And I know a lot of the women I work with, there's a desire for that. And I've got my own opinions on that. that I do think there's like an importance there and how you feel about being in your own skin and things like that. It's genuinely about none of none of this that I've spoke about can be achieved without them genuinely changing the way that they think and their attitude mm-hmm. um, I think we are very quick particularly in the UK perhaps Scotland to shut ourselves off to things before we've even tried well, Scotland definitely yeah. yeah and it is like once people actually like dip their toe in and then they like and then they get a wee bit deeper in, and a wee bit deeper in and things like that it's like you we're, we're so quick to just be like no that's not for me shite so bags. see you know absolutely shape bags if you don't shape bag if you don't but honestly like seeing them (laughs) (laughs) side eye
0: bombastic side eye (laughs) criminal offensive
1: (laughs) I love that video but seeing them yeah just change their attitude changing how they think like seeing a woman come in and be like oh I can't do that thing or that will never be me or just even having a bit of doubt in what they're telling me and they're doubting themselves and. um like oh we'll see and like can kind I of be nervous laughing things like that to generally just being like ah like I can do this like mm-hmm. I think that in itself like it all comes down to perspective and seeing that really really shift is what allows them to do all the things that I kind of listed off there like professional yeah. like steps up and you know biggest days of their life like yeah. wedding days all these kind of things like I just like- things that they never thought they'd be in that spot for
0: yeah I feel like people also have like this kind of unrealistic expectation of what things are like running for example like they see these runners and they think, oh, I want to do that. So they like go full pelt in their first run. I did that. I did that. (laughs) And I was like, wow, I'm unfit. But like a lot of people don't have the education to be like, you need to run slow before you go fast. Or like if they want to get ready for a special event like their wedding or like for something, they have to go through a process of education. They can't just go on the next crash diet and hope that it works. Mm. So having that coach in their life is so impactful to be like, Your feelings are valid. I can feel your pain. Let me help you. Let me get you to where you want to be. Let me push you out of that comfort zone. Mm. You're literally just pushing the boat. They're sailing. Mm -hmm. You're just pushing them out the deck. Like, that's all you're doing. Yeah. But that impact is so beneficial. And you could be, like, the first person they've spoke to all day. And, like, it's such a positive relationship. And like I said earlier when you were speaking, when someone just gets something and it clicks and they eventually get it, it's so worth it yeah and I think that's why I love like what I do as well because helping people and seeing them work so hard and then eventually they just get it you're like it's all paid off now
1: yeah but even at that I think there's still no end to it because your first time doing something is never the same as your second oh definitely I'm still learning never the same as your second third fourth fifth so it's like every time that you go through that thing again for the second third fourth time like it's like you're going to go about it in a completely different way like Mm -hmm. the amount of times I've redone something I think that's like something I love about being a coach as well is like actually getting them to understand that there is no end Mm. and that actually yeah you might have to actually go through this process again like because a lot of people think that there's just this point that they're going to get to and everything's just going to fall into place and that's gonna be it and yeah it'll fall into place for you while until something else upsets it Uh
0: so it's like you've got to have that contingency in your life like and when you train for longevity rather than like for an end goal I suppose that makes it more worthwhile. Like
1: for me, I'm, I'm training more for my health and my longevity and my mental wellbeing. Yeah, it's like kind of like having this like North Star. Mm-hmm. Like the, the thing about a North Star is that like <laughs> you're always chasing it. Uh-huh. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You never quite, and then once you probably reach it, it's like there's another North Star, there's a new North Star Yeah, you're your goalposts will change all the time. Like
0: you might want something and then realise it's not for you and then go mm. and do something else, but that's fine. Like you need to find what is best for you and having that coach to guide you in the right direction that's, that's why we have coaches. And I know people say that all the time, like, oh, coaches have coaches. But it's true, like, we are still learning ourselves, and, like, we aren't perfect no matter how many times our clients say to us, like, you've got it all together. We certainly don't. So, like, having a second voice, a second opinion is so vital, I think. And I probably think that's the best part about coaching for me is, like, being that second opinion, mm. being the difference second between voice. someone giving up. Oh and yeah, like like not... interjecting
1: almost, uh-huh. and but in a very like kind of neutral way to the point that something I've learned over time is like, I, I, the, obviously you always look back. I'm sure you probably look back bex mm-hmm. and like you're thinking like, why did I say that or why did I tell that client? i was a that? terrible or, coach the start. Yeah, uh, Why did I go round about that or mm-hmm. why did I actually just put the words in their mouth? Yeah. Now I think I'm definitely getting better at actually like they're the ones that come out and say it. Mm-hmm. You just kind of like. I guess like guide sometimes them I'm like, there. Well you said it. Yeah. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> like but yeah, I think that's something I enjoy about it is actually getting them they're the ones that realise it. You're like you're just the ones that kinda like you're just like kinda guiding them, I guess. Aye. Like you're the light. Like I'm and also they're just getting better at
0: being really honest with them as well. Like I think at the start, that's why I was a
1: terrible coach yeah. at the start. Like, I would not be honest because I wanted to be liked. Do you think that was because, I'm asking you, I'm interviewing you, do you think that? <laughs> do you think that's because you, at the time, maybe weren't fully being honest with yourself? Oh, for sure. Like, there's so many parts of my life that I look back on and being
0: like, I'm a fucking hypocrite. Yeah, that was like, like me.
1: I was, uh, there was a time being a coach where I was asking my clients to do things that I was, I'd stopped doing myself. I caught myself doing it the other day. I was telling someone
0: about rest and recovery. <laughs> I'm sitting there with bronchitis on the doing steps on the treadmill, not resting, being like, yeah, you need to make sure you rest and recover, man. Like, this is so important and beneficial. Like, if you go and run (laughs) yourself into the ground, then what are you going to do? And at the same time, I'm pure on the treadmill, like, doing steps. (laughs) She actually did call me out for it. She was like, Bex, you're literally walking on the treadmill. (laughs) And I was like, I need to move my body, though, like, to, to feel better. So... But at the same time, like you do still catch yourself saying things that you're giving advice to someone else and not following through with it. And I've caught myself doing that so many times. But now, I always make sure I lead from the front in yeah. whatever that I do so that, one, they can't call me out, mm-hmm. but two, so that I can actually say, look, I've been there, mm-hmm. it is not worth that. Yeah. Please don't do that. Yeah. Or, I have been there, I, it really was worth it. I mm-hmm. encourage you to do that. Yeah. Um, so I'm now very beneficial at saying to myself and to them, like... the the truth ultimately because like there'll be things that they want to do and i have to sit down with them be like you're not really ready for that yet but i'll tell you what you are ready for Mm -hmm. and then we can get to that stage yeah um like for example someone who's maybe had a history of like kind of um not not disordered eating i would say but like not not consistent eating you know kind of like peaks and troughs of their mindset towards food and they want to do like a photo shoot for example i'd maybe advise against that just now But I'd also, like, help their relationship with food so that they can get to that at a later stage. Whereas before, when I was a coach at the start, I maybe would have been like, yeah, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Without actually thinking about the long-term implications of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, now I look at it from both sides of the coin. Like, yes, they want to do it. Amazing Mm -hmm. that they're so keen, but Mm -hmm. is it going to look good on any of us? Oh,
1: absolutely. Like, it's like putting someone through, like, you know, a half marathon or a marathon that they've never ran for. Yeah, and obviously, can you get there? in a, a, a reasonable amount of time you get pe- I'm sure you get mm-hmm. people asking you all the time like by this month will I be able to be uh-huh, here like one of
0: my clients wants to start running and I'm like okay but don't set yourself for any marathons or anything like we're starting from scratch yeah and then once you're at a level where okay you can run for a long period of time then we'll book the marathon yeah. or whatever it is you want to do
1: yeah you definitely get better at actually being like ah right okay I guess reverse engineering better like yeah. from when a client tells you that they want to do something uh-huh. um, to then being like ah right this is probably when I guess just like being better at judging yeah. where a person's at and also like, and meeting them where they're at yeah. rather than just thinking all oh, your clients can ju- just go through things at the same pace and yeah. um, I-, I think it's not to say that Like we were saying, like you can achieve anything you want to achieve, absolutely. But Mm. do you want to be doing something just to tick a box, or do you want to be doing something the best you possibly can? Are you doing it for the right reasons? Yeah, I've done things that I've been ill prepared for, Mm and not because I probably could have been better prepared for them. But where I was at, skipping training, X, Y, and Z, crossing over lines just to because I didn't want my ego getting a bashing because I spoke about it for so long, and I was Mm -hmm. like, I need to do this. Whereas now it's like I know I want to be crossing that line or finishing that thing yeah. it's not always about the event maybe even doing something in a gym or whatever it might be whatever it is in your life but being ready to you're never really truly ready but you know what I mean like mm-hmm. having done the work having standing ready to do that thing go into that situation whatever it is you're, that you're going after whatever goal and being like I have done everything I should have done to get here but I, I, I've i had clients in the past that have probably done things prematurely have it probably done things and I probably should have intervened and been like, ah, right, okay, I think we need to delay this a wee bit more because I think there needs to be more work. Like, naturally, you're going to run a marathon better and actually prevent injury mm-hmm. if you are lighter on your feet, if you're more athletic. And rather than just because, you know, you've entered this and you've paid for it, sometimes you just need to put your ego to one side yeah. and be like, ah, right, okay. But then that's my fault for probably in the past not having like stepped in and been like, I think we need to rethink this yeah. and re because there's things happen in your life you've been ill mm-hmm. it's very circumstantial yeah and you probably there's things happened externally that that mean that maybe now isn't the best time it could have been but it's not but mm-hmm. I guess it's just learning like, it's all learning for us as well and I think as we push ourselves physically and mentally more you learn that and I guess like you can only then coach off of like, your experience and what you yeah you know exactly really.
0: I know obviously Hyrox has played a large part in your life with that thinking. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you would never be ready for something like that, but did you have that kind of thinking with Hyrox where you were thinking to yourself, like, I'm wanting to see how my circumstances play around this? I want to try my hand at it and see if I enjoy it? Or did you know, like, this is something I really want to pursue?
1: Um, i wouldn't say it's like something that i've seen myself pursuing to the level that i have and even at that it's not as if i've done it to a massively like yeah. a high level or done so, it in copious amounts but i yeah. work so i worked in a gym that was affiliated with high Rocks. when i worked on the gym floor as a personal trainer um in 2021 i think it was i worked in a gym that was affiliated with it and um bearing in mind at this time it hadn't been to scotland it hadn't been to glasgow now there's yeah, one every weekend i
0: didn't really hear about it until last year yeah but apparently it's been around since you still 2017 yeah,
1: yeah. you probably you probably still get asked like what's well, higher ups don't you yeah all the yeah. time yeah but this was at a time where i was just kind of starting out in that gym i just and they were running a, a thing called a simulation mm. uh, which is basically a kind of run through that gyms are affiliated with it do and i thought mm, i think that's a wee bit of me and like at the time not a lot of people knew about it my coach didn't really even know about it and i actually done it with a previous ca- um boot camp um client of mine okay. um a guy that came to my boot camp and we done mixed a mixed double simulation and at the time I'd been running at that point maybe for about a year or so um obviously I'd been lifting weights for a, a good few years seriously by that point point. Yeah. and I thought this is a massive combination of all the things that I've learned to love um obviously that conditioning aspect I told you about in lockdown obviously um I'm absolutely myself up to so I just thought I want to see what this is kind of all about I was intrigued because obviously I was moving to this gym and they're like oh do you want to a- Sign up for this simulation. joy do, do the simulation. So, I've done a few of them with being at that gym. And as a gym, we all went down to Manchester in January twenty twenty two, and I done it with my friend Holly. Um, we done women's doubles, and then since then, it's something I've. I wouldn't say my journey within hyrox has been this consistent thing because yeah. of the ups and downs that I've experienced over the last few years, and um. The twists and turns I've taken mm-hmm. um, is something I've wanted to take seriously and then took a step away from and um, not really trained as consistently for. Then there's been periods where I've massively trained consistently towards yep. it. Um but yeah at the time I'm not I don't mean it in a sense that like I was first to do it, but <laughs> it just there wasn't this um buzz about it really, and particularly in Scotland. A lot of the affiliated, there was only two affiliated gyms in Scotland, and it was the one I worked in and um a gym elsewhere in Ayrshire um and other than that they were all in England Mm. um but I just love the the community aspect surrounding it um I've now volunteered well I volunteered once to judge at it and I had judged at London just at the end of November there which is an amazing experience just to see how actually even the you know the most elite of athletes kind of like move and just being a part of something like that being a part it's such a and there's so much work that goes in an event like that. It's absolutely yeah. incredible to witness this at first hand and the people you meet obviously as well and how they all train. Like there's people that train in all different disciplines that I've never yeah. even exposed myself to. So You're part um, pro, that was the kind of the pro league of the, now. Yeah. That was <laughs> a, that was a starting kind of point for me. And ever since then I've just loved it. I think because as well, it never changes. Yeah. Although each arena is different, although um you can go into it in different divisions, the thing the, the actual you know running of it I guess like always remains the same and so I think I guess it's probably that going beyond your best thing that yes. <laughs> is like I'm hooked on it because I'm like I, yeah because I'm like you can always look for areas of improvement and ways to and I love how just every little part of it is measured so you can look at it and be like I've done better in that this time i done better than that this time mm-hmm. and it does it's one of these things that give you so much purpose but I think it's amazing how it's grew arms and legs and I think they say that they are it's like I don't know how they phrase it. I probably should know that, but like, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like a sport for everyone. Like Aye, everyone can do I think it. It's all you know, it. they've got all different people doing it. You've got um, adapted athletes that do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's incredible. Like There's it people really. In their sixties doing it. Yeah, it's absolutely. There was a there was a woman doing it in London, um, and I was on on the Sunday on Head Judge on Wall balls, which is the final exercise. A woman doing it um, with stage four cancer wow literally it was incredible she came in with her what, woman, two way. best friends one of her best friends was wearing a weighted vest and it had a label on the back and it actually said you think this is hard because she's obviously wearing a weighted vest you think this is hard my best friend's doing it with stage four cancer and it had arrows like pointing to a friend on the other side oh, of her really um it was like it, it's just incredible the community behind it the yeah it's just a, a phenomenal thing like I think it really is and you get a lot of people slagging it nowadays and things like that as well but um they just don't understand it. Do they? They're just people that will probably never do it and? either, and like that's fine. That's fair enough. Yeah. Like if it's not your thing, um. But then um, again, I'm again, i very much a believer of you don't know till you try, mm-hmm. and um, I think if you try something, then you what I guess slate it. Fair enough. But <laughs> I yeah. do get it though. Like folk are always going to like pick, poke at things and pick fun at things and things like that. But yeah, um, yeah. There's like one literally every single weekend there. I know, which is yeah. They've got like lo- they've got loads,
0: obviously um in different countries now as well. Yeah, the USA. We've just
1: broke into Oz as well. Mm-hmm. Um I just got back from Australia when it kinda launched out there and I was like, damn. I know. yeah and Yeah. one of my clients um is actually living in Australia just now
0: and we were always saying like if it comes to Melbourne, then we'll do it. Mm-hmm. Like I'll obviously come out to see you and I'll I'll watch you do it kind of thing. Um but it's amazing how they've branched out into so many different avenues and Glasgow especially, I think that atmosphere is going to be phenomenal. Yeah,
1: I missed it last year so I'm really looking forward to it. I don't know where
0: they're going to put everybody because it's sold out three times. (laughs) But I mean, we'll see. And I think knowing that obviously I'm going to be doing it with so many people that I know Mm. and maybe even look up
1: to, like Mm. that'll help spur me on. Yeah, I think there's also like a pressure there and things like that as well. Like Mm. I think that it's kind of like it's a double-edged sword, I think. Like, oh, yeah, When yeah. I, mean, I was in London the other week there, I didn't really have that many people down there that knew me. Yes. Or that were coming to spectate. Like, I had no family or anything like that spectating. I had other people that I know just through the coaching community and things like that that were there. And um, like, people gave me a wee uh, pat on the back as they were going past me and things like that. Because you're going round, obviously, at the same time as loads, loads of other divisions and loads mm-hmm. of other waves. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I think like that was a massive fear of mine because I was like, oh my God, I'm actually going down here to do something I've never done mm-hmm. without any support there. But then I'm like, that's also a good thing. Um, and I ended up having more support than I imagined having anyway. Yeah, but yeah. I think, yeah, it's like that sometimes being cheered on when you need it is an incredible thing. But then sometimes as well when you... I don't know if you find that as well whenever you've done something and there's people there you kind of feel that like oh god I really yeah I need, need to feel up free for here, myself yeah, yeah. here otherwise I'm going to look shite <laughs> yeah so I just know where Glasgow as well I'm like oh my god there's gonna be so many people I know so Aye. so many people I know
0: and you obviously I think you said you would be refing the women's bit so I'm just gonna avoid like eye contact with you <laughs> I'll
1: be up your face go away come on
0: <laughs> so with like high rocks or even just like things in general like what would you say are your, your strengths and weaknesses <sighs> to work on strengths obviously and don't really need to improve as much on them but yeah you know what
1: would you say they are? Oh, I think everything can always really be worked on like I yeah. think um, I do deem myself to be quite a mentally resilient person mm-hmm um, and that obviously comes in waves there's times in my life where it took a dip and you've had oh, to build yeah. it back up um, but I think as well like res- obviously resilience is like your ability to bounce back from challenge and hardship and um, will that be things going on in your life or like just maybe not reaching a goal physically that you intended to um, but I also think it's learning to pivot and learning to like adapt and overcome challenge and change which like I said earlier on I don't think as humans were built to do that change is something I used to really struggle with and I still do at certain points I think it depends what it is that's changing Mm -hmm. um but I'm definitely getting better at so I'd say a lot of these things are probably strengths and weaknesses because it's things I'm switched on to and know I still need to work on but Mm -hmm. I'd also deem them as like things I've built up to be strengths Mm -hmm. so yeah mentally resilient enough to like adapt and i think you have to be able to do that when you're doing things like this yeah. not even just physical goals like anything in life and um, you have to be able to adapt quickly because planning is not always going to happen yeah there's times
0: where like i've had to really dig deep for my resilience man like mm. it's definitely not something you're oh, born yeah, with mental resilience is a
1: tough thing it's but not something you're born with but no and that's why we need to expose ourselves to we need to make an active choice to put ourselves into discomfort we need to do all the, these wee things on a daily basis that we don't want to do And not enough people do that and then they wonder why they lack mental resilience and it's like, well, you're not, you've got a choice to be uncomfortable at times and you're choosing the easy route. What do you you think's then going to happen when something actually challenging in your life happens that you have no control over? It's like, if you can, I'm not saying that then when a challenge happens in your life that you've got no control over, you're just like, ah, whatever, like airy-fairy. Like, it's going to still impact you but Mm -hmm. it's going to have, it's not going to have as a profound impact on you if you're naturally a person that's used to discomfort. Do you know what I mean? Um, another strength I'd say is like, I'm a very curious person. Like yeah. I always have been like- I, I, I'm like, yeah, inquisitive. Mm. I'm like, I, I've got a desire to know things. Like we Isa. I a used desi- to call it the Isa um, Cumbernauld. <laughs> I have to know everything. Mm. Like we, uh, my brother used to always say that with me. and My mum be on holiday with little sunglasses, like down here. And My oh, brother was like that. I'm we choose so... to stop being so rosy. I'm the, pe- the neighbourhood. At... I'm
0: the neighbourhood watch. Honestly, like the slightest noise in my street, and I'm like,
1: <laughs> the hello, <laughs> who's out there? Yeah. But a desire to know things, and I think is um, when you're pushing to do hard things, like that. like I, I, just poke around and find out. Poke I... around and find out. Like poke a stick, poke a bear, see how long it takes. I just think, <laughs> but then that. I guess is a weakness in a sense that having your finger on too many pies, mm. and so I struggle sometimes to just like going to just focus on this thing and get yeah, it done yeah. before have you. Vision on
0: one thing. Uh-huh. What's the saying? You catch too many rabbits. Try and catch too many rabbits, you won't catch
1: any. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like that. So I think like my curiosity is a great thing. I think you need to be curious to to do things you've never done uh-huh. um, and push yourself because if you're curious, you're gonna be like, oh, I want a wee bit more of this, I want a wee more of that, but then mm-hmm. it's like kind of like just. Make sure that you're not doing that with too many things at once, yeah. kind of thing.
0: Because it's good to, like, try it at your hand at different things. But, like, mm. I've, said, I've said this to a client before, actually. Like, you have to pick what suits you most mm-hmm. and what you actually enjoy. But I suppose you wouldn't really know until you've tried all those things. So, when you have tried them all, you can say to yourself, like, I like this thing. I'm going to mm. stick to this thing. Yeah. But it's, like, detaching from
1: what you really don't need right now. Yeah. I think sometimes as well, it's about having acceptance that those things aren't really going anywhere. I've had to tell clients that so many times. They uh-huh. see when they're fretting about, but I want to do this, but I want to do that. I was like, it's still going to be there. See that country you want to go and visit, or see that mountain you it's want to go and climb, they're not going anywhere. Unless like... it's the Maldives, I don't know about
0: that, but you know, everything else is going to still be there. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, climate change won't change that much that so we don't have any anything in Europe that you can yeah. visit. Um, but also the fact where, I don't know if you find like sometimes maybe they conflict with their goals, like sometimes they want to do a fat loss journey, but they want to put muscle on at the same time. And you're like, can I do both? Like, you need to pick one or the other. But, like, they forget that if they are putting weight on for any reason, you can always lose that. Or if you're in a, wanting to do a photo shoot, but then you decide it's not for you, photographers are always still
1: going to have a job. Aye. Like, nothing's going to change. These like, things are always, It's the same as well about kind of saying yes to everything in their life at any one time. Yeah. I'm like, nights out, restaurants, all these things are always going to yeah. be there. And it's just about understanding, like, what do you value most in your life at that moment in time what's the most important thing to you you can have things that are important to you that are maybe a bit conflicting I think yeah um I'd say as well that I'm quite a persistent person and again probably a weakness and a strength like these things I probably just need to watch Mm -hmm. I just need to make sure that I'm in quite a good spot with them because I'm persistent in the sense that I don't give up easy with things like Mm -hmm. so the fact that I'm even like for the third time around being like "Ah, no I'm meant to be in this industry and I'm meant to be doing this job to the point that I'm rebuilding something for the third time um i guess like I, I do think that i don't give up lightly mm. but at the same time i've had to really learn to walk away from things mm. like mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you're giving up necessarily it just means you're maybe going a bit of a different direction with it you're still yeah. doing that thing which is in a slightly different way because you're understanding that you're becoming a bit of a Unstoppable force against an immovable object. Like that, I guess that ties in with the whole mental resilience, like knowing when to pivot and knowing when to change direction, mm. but it doesn't necessarily mean that the, the overarching goal changes. Um, so I think my persistence is like a, a big thing because even if I don't, if I get knocked down, I get back up again. Uh-huh. But at the same time, it's like not staying in a situation too long where I know it doesn't serve me. And I know I've been guilty of that in the past just because you hope things will get better. My brain did two things there. When you said pivot, I thought of. Uh... Uh, Joey from
0: Friends or was it Ross from Friends he goes pivot and then when you said get down but get back up again I got the song in my head when I get knocked down and I get up again (laughs) honestly Um, so I suppose like in line with that when you say like you had to walk away from so many things I know you'd obviously it's like side note Becky went travelling for a long time Mm. so when you decided to come home and like step away from that travel aspect of life
1: like did you regret travelling at that time? Not at all. I no. didn't want to come home. I yeah. didn't want to come home. I felt I had to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was quite resentful of it. It was quite, you know, world's against me, why why yeah. didn't it? Because it just became very hard financially it became hard on business at the time it became hard on energy um I don't regret traveling one bit it's massively changed me as a person like a lot of people that know me very well and have known me for quite some time you've obviously known me for quite some time you've mm-hmm. probably seen a, a shift in me as well like yeah. just from what you see on socials I know yeah. we don't see each other that much in person but um it's massively changed me as a person um I needed it to happen mm-hmm. I didn't know when I'd be home when I first mm-hmm. left um It's just a few days ago. It was a year ago actually, left. But I came back in March this year. The kind of end of March, and seems like so
0: long ago. By the way, I know. But so much
1: has happened since then. So many massive changes in my life, and um, it's not something that I at the time wanted I, I, there, were, there was a drive to come home there was right. people i wanted to see people i wanted to i always said at the time i didn't tell anyone about really coming home uh, the odd no, person i didn't
0: really know until no. obviously you put your video up of you surprising your mum mm-hmm.
1: yeah uh, i didn't I really like, tell people oh, wow. again probably similar to that whole what i said earlier on mm. I, I didn't want anyone i didn't want the questions i didn't want because mm. i probably again wasn't sure massively about I, I wasn't really clear I was very split down the middle about mm-hmm. it I knew it was something I probably had to do maybe it's something I thought I should be doing but at the same yeah. time it just was becoming increasingly harder to stay out there do you think you should have stayed out there alone for a little bit and then maybe have came back that was kind of the intentions and a lot of that went through my head I it it really took me a long time to actually book my journey home mm-hmm. I sat on it for weeks and then I just thought um like things just kept happening and it, 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 i just thought you know oh, this isn't deep down in my heart what i want right now mm-hmm. I, I know it's i know i need to do it or things yeah. are just going to get harder um and yeah obviously i was like i want to just go home and squeeze my family and then leave again but actually now i still get people asking me to this day like how mm-hmm. you find it being home and i'm like i've been home since march i mean I, i'm pretty settled now
0: people ask me about that about spain and i was only away for a month they're yeah. like how
1: are you finding being back and i'm like yeah. same
0: as always yeah <laughs>
1: well four months it's like it's, you can look at it like as like not been a very long time but and also being a massive oh, long we time as well. we thought a month was a long time yeah. like, that,
0: it was like it was quick but I think it, was it goes long. by for
1: other people very quickly because they're just going about their everyday lives but yeah. you're going about your life but without a lot of them and so yeah. for you it can be a very very long time you forget that like most people only go away on holiday for like two weeks max yeah. so long as I've ever been away like I've lived on own as well in the past but I was home every other weekend because yeah. I was in Edinburgh it wasn't that far but obviously you're over the other end of the mm-hmm. world it's like a, a different, different time ball game.
0: Zones. yeah
1: yeah, it took me a long time to, eh. I was very quick, My, I was awakened when I went over there because I mm-hmm. thought, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't like care, it was something I always wanted to do, yeah. I always wanted to, there was always this thing within me, I was like, I need to in some capacity go travelling, like I'd went to loads of other co- amazing countries and I'd went on holidays, yeah. but i never stayed anywhere for a prolonged period of time. Yeah. it was a totally different culture yeah. and I thought I was prepared for it and I, maybe it was the time of year maybe it is because I'm a very va- family orientated person but I went over there and I was like oh this is not what I expected it was very unsettling f- for me but I think that's because I do come from like my home life is pretty settled mm-hmm. um and I think I've always kind of had a lot of stability I've had quite a textbook upbringing if you like mm-hmm. and um going over there I just thought I didn't feel like me for weeks I didn't feel like me and I wasn't really there was parts of it I was enjoying but I wasn't fully present I wasn't fully enjoying it and I don't know if it was like upcoming I'm not a massive like Christmas person by any means or anything like that but it was that kind of time of year and I knew all my family were kind of it was just formal you know my family were getting together and I thought I just I I was yeah I was missing them more than I anticipated Mm -hmm. and uh, I thought I was going to be going over there not really giving a crap, not giving a shit. And actually I was like, whoa, like whoa. this actually has hit me. Mm-hmm. But obviously then as time progressed, I got more comfortable with it. And then when it came to time to going home, I was like, I could really be doing my all. I'm mm-hmm. quite
0: happy here now. Do like, you like, maybe feel like you haven't seen everything you wanted to see?
1: Yeah, I've, I think me and Australia have got like unfinished business.
0: So is something you go back and do?
1: I'd go back and do it, but I wouldn't go back like travelling as such. Like is I don't holiday? like the whole living I, i'm quite a spontaneous person but i like having a base and i, mm. I like routine i I'm, i very much believe you have to shake yourself out of that perpetual routine sometimes mm. like absolutely like i don't think we should obviously as a coach i'm like massively encouraging my clients to have more routine yeah like i think routine so massively important but not to the point we get trapped in it yes um and we can become routine in a quite a detrimental like negative way yes. so i think it's important to always give yourself a wee bit of a shake out of that yes. so i always I, I would want myself to have more of a base and kind yeah. of explore i guess from there and have freedom to roam but yeah. i don't want to do that whole living out a backpack again
0: no um i, think I found that stressful. and
1: we, don't get me wrong it wasn't a case of every couple of days you were moving along but yeah i wouldn't do it in the same fashion i wouldn't do it in the same way um but i'm definitely like we'll be back, back out there
0: yeah 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 because it's such a beautiful
1: place it's huge it's humongous i yeah. didn't realize how big it was i don't think a lot of people over here do mm. unless they have been which a lot of people i know have it but it's massive it's yeah. is it a lot bigger than europe uh, yeah uh, like, uh, like oh, as a whole. i'm not good at geography i don't know but I'm i just like, i just know sure from one place to the next i was so like naive to like actually how far you had to travel to get from different places in australia yeah yeah because yeah. like as i said that my client she's in brisbane just now
0: so she's planning on going to brisbane melbourne Mm-hmm. Sydney, that kind of thing, but she was like, so it'll probably take me three months just to get to Sydney.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's mad. Aye, all the places you want to go along the way, yeah, yeah,
0: but that's so good that you actually want to go back out there. And, oh, massively, like, and, like I feel a, I, it's feet. like a
1: home from home, and I've made connections over there. I've, mm-hmm. I've got people that are like are still a part of my life to this day that I, I met over there, and things mm-hmm. like that. So, um, yeah, I think like I, I, it's definitely something I want to explore more, but I, I'm very accepting the the fact that I'm where I need to be right now. Do you know what I mean?
0: When you're saying that you're you're where you are, where you want to be right now, what's what's 2023 taught you in that sense?
1: Oh oh my God. Probably better asking me what it's not taught me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What's it taught me? It's taught me to be more in control of my emotions mm. i'm a very emotional person i don't think that's a bad thing no i don't by any means but when the same emotions continually keep coming up i think there's something you're not saying i yeah. think there's something you're not doing yeah. and it's um uncomfortable obviously to have a mirror held up to you and for you to be like right, why do these emotions keep coming up why are you so emotional about this this particular thing yeah to the point that you actually just start dragging all these other things into it and actually it's probably this one thing you're not dealing with and yeah. not, not saying out loud yeah so i think my emotions these I, I, honestly, I could say so much here, and, but we don't have all day. <laughs> um, emotions, but then what that's allowed me to do, the fact I'm more in control of them, mm-hmm. to articulate myself better. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said earlier on, if you'd asked me half these questions at the beginning of the year, I would not have been able to answer them, or I'd have been like all over the place, was chaotically answering no. them. And although there's still probably a bit of that, because you know, it's like the mind's a crazy thing, it goes, um, but it's allowed me to articulate myself better because there was a point and this year and probably over the last couple of years been very, very stuck in my own way um, of having this kind of like wee devil and angel on my shoulder where I didn't really know what I wanted to say. I was always too fixated on saying the right thing Mm -hmm. rather than what was real to me. and And... when you're not actually saying what you actually want to say out loud you end up stuck in situations you you probably shouldn't you know you shouldn't be in deep down but you're scared Mm -hmm. of the outcome of actually saying these things out loud so I think yeah dealing with my emotions where they were coming from uh, is allowed me to speak clearer and as a result I think of speaking clearer I have been able to act quicker Mm -hmm. and not remain in things that haven't served me or not continue to do something that i know is just not going anywhere so i think like those three things collectively of like yeah just not walking into a room and kind of morphing Mm -hmm. and uh, like being a bit of a i was probably a bit of chameleon like to the point that (laughs) all the songs (laughs) today a wee bit of boy george um but yeah probably a bit of chameleon to the point that I would just go into a room and think, well, I ha- say "What I see, what I thought I had to say," mm. rather than what, like, and something I've been saying a lot to my clients recently is like, um, "Get real, not right," because yes. like I focus so much, and there's no real. It's about what's right to you, and mm. if you're not doing that, you're going to feel, you're going to feel lost. I felt like a pure shadow in myself at the beginning of this year, and probably at the end of last year as well, probably even beyond that. Well, well, back, um, because I just wasn't being true to me. And... I- I almost hate seeing the phrase, speak your truth, because I know a lot of people don't get it. But essentially, what it is, is speaking your truth is like exactly what I just said there yeah, yeah. getting real, not right. Stop focusing on telling people what you think they want to hear yeah. and actually say what feels right to you. And you can do that in a way that's not rude to other people and yeah. not, you know, it's genuinely about what you're feeling, what you're thinking in a very authentic way. Yeah. And if you do that, I think you can act accordingly.
0: One of the most powerful things that I was told was, like, speak your truth, even if your voice shakes and that's like such a powerful thing because yeah. so many people are so scared to stand up for what they believe in yeah but like no matter what happens no matter how much you shake no matter how m- how uncomfortable it is to say what you need to say like say it
1: oh you feel lighter after it yeah you feel like so- you're carrying the weight of the world when you're not you're keeping secrets and you're not saying what you know needs to be said aye like yeah the clients get weighed me i'm like say it with your chest yeah <laughs>
0: Say what you're Yeah. Say what you have to say. Yeah. Um. But like, I'm being so much more open, I guess, about actually speaking my truth because there's been a lot of times where, like, I've had away from confrontation. Like I said, like earlier on, I'm I'm not really a confrontational person, but. When I have to speak my truth, like, I will, because... It's
1: probably the fear that there's got to be that confrontation. Yeah, that you but, like, sometimes. even if there is, yeah. like,
0: you deal with it, and, yeah. like, you speak your truth, and, like, if that's what is right to
1: you, then, mm-hmm. then speak it, mm-hmm. because that's how powerful conversations happen. Yeah, you'll always day. feel better from having a conversation about something. Like, mm. honestly, like, that's probably been one of my biggest lessons this year, is, like, just have the conversation yeah like, just do it yeah no matter how because people are not mind readers and people know it's coming anyway yeah all the conversations i've had this year people went like to me i knew this like yeah. i knew you were feeling this way i knew that you had to say this to me Just wanted and then i'm to just like, you like hey, do not, do why did i do you do do you not
0: say me. <laughs> <laughs> i think they're just they don't want to put words in your mouth mm. they want you to say yeah how you're feeling and they don't want to also construe your way of thinking either yeah like they don't want to leave an imprint in you to feel that way because they've just said what they've said like they yeah, want you to think for yourself you need to figure it out for yourself yeah yeah what are you most grateful for
1: oh that not everything's meant to plan I agree yeah I that think. not everything's meant to plan because it's made me better at all the things I wasn't good at problem mm-hmm. solving and oh, everything I've kind of spoke about today like pivoting changing being able to adapt because the, the truth of the matter is that life is always going to send challenge your way regardless if you 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 want it or not like a lot yeah. of time we don't obviously yeah so i think that because it's taught me to be a better problem solver stop focusing on the problems like what you said earlier focusing on focusing the solutions i used to like look for problems and as if it was any needle in a haystack and trust me i would mm-hmm. find it. Mm-hmm. um so i think just being more solution focused generally just having a more positive outlook in life because honestly yeah not not everything's going to go to plan no. like not everything is going to go to plan it makes you it grows you um and it is a yeah it's an agent like for your growth it really yes. really is so I think yeah just that simply that's probably quite a short answer but I think mm-hmm. that not everything has worked out how I envisioned it working out this year like I was asked that the other day there has has things worked out the way you thought it would this year and I went ha ha ha, ha no
0: <laughs> straight to the point <laughs> no full stop no yeah (laughs) no i feel like someone actually asked me that the other day and they were like oh like did you ever see yourself like doing half the things you're doing now i said see if you'd asked me in january this year if i'd be doing half the things i'd be doing now i'd honestly looked you in the face and laughed because january me did not know what was coming like and so much january us never knows what's coming so much can happen in a year like yeah the same way that babies suddenly become full-size adults in a year mm-hmm. right that's how much can change in your life yeah. like so i'm
1: a different person than i was in january yeah. i like, didn't even know until may or beyond that i was in a massive hole of losing myself in january yeah. like, i thought i was you know i was living life up in oz I, everything in fact I was in bali at the time can't remember where it was i was that lost
0: doesn't <laughs> <laughs> you know what fucking planet she's on
1: <laughs> but eh uh... I was in a massive hole of losing myself, so I think, <coughs> yeah, God knows what this January is going to bring, but I'm definitely going to tell a little more confident and with and more no conviction. More yeah, <laughs> I know where I am, I'm going to be in Scotland, I can guarantee that.
0: That's fab. I love that. I think gratitude is such an important part to have in your life. Like, mm. we all forget what we're grateful for at the best of times. Yeah. We all forget. Like, we yeah. just need to ground ourselves and just be like, I'm grateful for this. Yeah. And
1: also, grateful for family and all the rest of it, all of all those nice things. But I think that's like, I mean, I don't mean that that's an obvious thing, but it, like, I yeah. think I express gratitude for that a lot. But I yeah. think we all need to be more grateful for things not actually going the way we thought it should. Because a lot of the time, I think it's a sign, like what I said earlier on, like, you're exactly where you're supposed to be, right? People are always, I wrote this the other day on social media, like, yeah. I hear all the time. Obviously, I'm going to say from women because I work with mm. women, right? Yeah. But I know guys will say it as well, like, I should be and I should have. And it's like, you don't. John is terrible for yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. There you go, John. Um, <laughs> He's terrible it's for like, that. you're not, you don't, and you should not. Like, do you know what I mean? You're exactly where you're supposed to be for, uh-huh. for like, as a combination of, you know, the choices you've made and the things that have happened to you with your control, right? Take into... Because people are always like, but this happened to me, but that happened to me. It's like, you aren't exactly where you're supposed to be for the hands that you've been dealt and the choices that you've made as an individual. What's the saying? The best time to
0: plant a tree was 20 years ago. The next best time is now. Yeah. Like, you're exactly where you need to be, plant a tree.
1: Yeah. And then grow. Like, doesn't matter what happened. You planted that tree 20 years ago. Yeah. That's probably as well, like... Sorry, I'm going back on all your questions now, but I think, like, that whole you said about like 2023 what it taught me was happens, happened like stop dwelling on it like see and i still we still do it i dwell on the fact that my bloody i've ran out of strawberries like this morning <laughs>
0: they're not in <a> season <laughs> anymore so
1: <laughs> but, i you know tell me about it the last two days in that fridge um i had a banana my breakfast this morning i was gutted oh, I, but I don't you know, know potassium <laughs> but uh, what was i even saying there but i was happens happened like and I used to dwell so much on things. Mm. I'd be dwelling for weeks. Like I'd what, wasted weeks of my life. I, don't get that long. It's like, at what cost? Like, I know.
0: It's like what the Lion King and Rafiki says, like, the past is the past. And he's absolutely right. Like, you don't need to look at it anymore. Like, yeah. it's, it,
1: you yeah. can't change it. I think use it as a, like, kind of a driving... Like forced to go forward. Absolutely, really? I don't think there's any wrong with reflection, looking back, but mm-hmm. only if you use it as a to as a forward. means of like, what did I not do? What could I do differently? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we we use it. To we hold ourselves back with it a lot of the time, and yeah, yeah definitely that's probably. I take back my answer for what you said about what limits. <laughs> no, I'm kidding <cannot>. <laughs> um, But definitely, what happens happened. It can't be changed, and the only way really is forward. The only yeah. way is forward, and I, I know we've all got emotions, and I'm I, I'm very much a person that's like I say to my clients: feel what you need to feel. Mm-hmm. That you're going to feel that way, but then there, you can't dwell on it for weeks to the point that it actually stops yeah, you least... going about your life and going about Aye. these things because you know you're dwelling in something that's happened that's upset your life. Mm-hmm. If you're that bothered about you know your life not going in the like kind of direction that you want it to it's definitely not going to go somewhere if you just stand still if you just you know you're just caught in this massive period of frustration and stagnation to the point you don't do anything at all it's like yeah acceptance acceptance yeah and i think as well like you can accept things a lot easier when you know that you've done absolutely everything you possibly could have to get there the people that struggle to accept things are people that know themselves Mm. that they could have done more. Yes, exactly.
0: Is that... Well, my my kind of second last question would be (sighs) that one message that you want to put out on a banner for the world to see. Do you think that would be part of your message or do you think it'd be something completely different?
1: What what, do you mean? So, like, if you
0: had picture this scenario right for everything that you've just or said that there. guy with a sign yeah aye so imagine there's a guy with a sign and like everything that <laughs> what would I want to say yeah what do you say what do you want to say like um, everything that you just said there that was I don't think you could fit all that in the board but <laughs> like if you could narrow it down or would it be something completely different
1: eh uh, I think it would be probably this touches upon a lot of what we spoke, spoke about today but um can I just to dare greatly mm. and be really oh wow, I like that dear greatly yeah dear greatly. be really ambitious and brave for your life because and despite and despite of the fact that not everyone like people are going to have something to say about it despite the negative comments because not everyone's gonna ever do the things that maybe you want to do and be okay with that but mm-hmm. I think yeah like your life is so short you're only here once and mm-hmm. I genuinely do think we should be Like, do the things that you truly, like, know deep down you want to do. Uh, That obviously comes a lot from speaking your truth um, and actually saying things out loud, regardless of the fact that you know not everyone's going to agree with it Mm -hmm. and you know as well that um, people are going to have something to say about it. And the fact of the matter is, like, if you you want to achieve ambitious things, you need to be willing to accept that not everyone else will ever do the things in life that you want to do. So I think, yeah, just besides everyone else playing it safe and not being brave with their lives be brave for yours and just yeah that'll be your next content now you with a sign just being like "Dare greatly,
0: greatly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah to sum up great greatly i love that for the last question this is kind of off the cuff we do this at the end of each episode oh, just, no. <laughs> just to kind of round everything up that we spoke about and what i ask people is What is your most controversial opinion that you think that most people disagree with? We call it a spicy opinion,
1: right? Spicy opinion, like that. What's your
0: spiciest opinion (sighs) that you think most people would disagree with? Talk about speaking your truth. Yes, exactly. I thought that would fit quite
1: well. I genuinely do believe that you know. um, God, that's a really. There's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Say what you feel. Say your chest. I think for quite a long time, over the last couple of years i have like kind of suppressed a massive part of my journey and that is that building the physique i've built Mm -hmm. has been a massive part of that Mm -hmm. i've held back from speaking about that a lot because i've said this to a couple of people recently because we've been on the subject i don't want to just be known as that bitch with a six-pack right (laughs) i don't like and there's been (laughs) There's been a massive worry for me that I I was maybe that person or seen as that person. You know what it's like. I think, oh, maybe I should put that (laughs) out there because there is this total world that we live in now. There's left wing and right right wing,
0: right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Two different total ends of it where it's like, doesn't matter what you look like. And, you know, confidence doesn't come from what you look like, right? All that, right? And there's some truth in both sides of these, right? And then you've got the other end of it where it's like that get as lean as you possibly can no uh-huh. matter what it takes to get there yada uh-huh. yada yada and I've maybe at times fell into both of these like yeah. you know my beliefs again that chameleon like falling into mm-hmm. different things different like whatever room I went into I would be like pander to it a wee bit be like oh yeah yeah I think that and then I'll go into another room like, oh yeah yeah I see your point of view I think that too mm. and it's like they were total opposites yeah total opposites they contradicted each other whereas I do think I really sat in the middle with it mm. but I do believe the controversial opinion is that I generally do think you should care about how you look. Yeah. I think you should, that doesn't mean that that has to look a particular way, but I do, my move bar cleared there, because I was, was getting like, all passionate with my hands. <laughs> um, I just, just got like, up, in yeah, me. You <laughs> know. I was like, who's phoning me? And I was like, move bar cleared. Um, I think you should care about how you look, and I stopped myself for so long, talking about my physical results. Now, obviously that's not came through me not developing how I think my attitude mm. um, just generally having high standards for myself on a daily basis Yeah. but I think you should be able to go into a room and hold yourself and be able to hold yourself with absolute confidence now does that come just solely from how you look no yeah. but if you feel confident in your own skin like you will hold yourself differently. You'll hold yourself in a room. And that's not to say you won't still walk in a room and feel nerves. I literally, even walking in here today, you're going to feel a wee bit of nerves because yeah. it's, it's a sign that you're doing something that matters to you and you're going to talk about things that you're passionate about. But I do think as well, like there's nothing wrong with what to transform your body. And mm-hmm. I think we live in this world now where, you know, that, that one end of it gets so much hatred because it's like, you it shouldn't all be about that. And, yeah. you know, then there's like, I think it's just a case of, as long as you're doing that for the right reasons but I genuinely do believe that physically feeling the best you possibly can, holding yourself and that doesn't just come from how you look, Yeah, absolutely doesn't but there is absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to transform your body, see your body change as a result of how you live your life definitely and I think it's so important to keep up that Mm -hmm. aspect
0: of health at least throughout Mm -hmm. your life
1: and yeah, I don't think that's not I don't, I don't think that's not being body positive do no. you know what I mean I genuinely think it, like I said it's not to say everyone must look a particular way mm-hmm. but I think when a woman comes to me I don't see the problem with them wanting to transform their body because I know that that's going to come through them having higher standards for themselves on a daily basis yeah. naturally of course your body is going to change and take shape throughout all different periods of your life but it's people that have really high standards on a daily basis for themselves whatever yeah. that might look like everyone's are different absolutely but people that have really really high standards often hold mm-hmm. themselves very well hold mm-hmm. themselves very confidently and take pride yeah. in the body that they're in exactly i mean, i think like you summed up perfectly there in the sense of like
0: it's okay to have those goals like it's okay to want to transform and whatever that looks like to you go and do it yeah like, i think it's
1: shunned upon though that if you you shouldn't want to change your body oh no like exactly. you should love it for, for sure. how it is you can still love the body you're in and appreciate it but want to change it exactly like there's people out there who they are so strong and they
0: are so fit and healthy they're not necessarily ripped by any means but they are healthy and like they love that about themselves but they still have a, a more of their journey to go on mm. they're not standing there saying like i love myself or whatever yeah but they love how far they've come and where they're at right now yeah. which I really respect yeah. but then you will get people who are like quite happy of the position that they're in or just want to maintain that but whatever that looks like to them it's still a transformation in some sort of way because they are getting better they are getting better therefore they're transforming and I think that's very important to have in your life transformation doesn't need to be connotated with I want to look like as you said the bitch with the six pack it could be transforming your mindset your lifestyle your health your health markers your longevity it's a transformation in some way Mm -hmm. and i think it gets such a bad rep like the word transformation itself gets such a bad rep yeah i think
1: people are very confused about what it actually means and Mm -hmm. yeah it can obviously mean a whole host of different things to different people but yeah yeah it's been a massive part of my journey but Mm -hmm. you you'll very quickly see that it's not the you know i'm massively like focused on performance and how those go hand in hand how they combine alongside each other and um yeah but i i think obviously like i've spoken about a lot today but it's generally about how you think about these things and your perspective and mm-hmm. the the healthy relationship you have like with you like your way of thinking towards it your attitude towards these things yeah um, but I think people are too much one way or the other absolutely um, yeah it's one extreme to the other I yeah. think usually I'm just going to stay in the middle <laughs> neutral <laughs> but I'd say that's probably still quite controversial because I think it's something that. I think I say it with all the best intentions, and I say it coming from a place of like I've experienced it firsthand. Like yeah, yeah. I've been on both ends of the spectrum as well. Like yeah. I've I've felt able for them, and none no none of them serves me. So mm-hmm. um, I think just generally, I'm like you can probably see from my socials and things like that. Like I love, I try and love life to the fullest. It's you know, a massively like love all the things that a lot of people on either end of these maybe think that you shouldn't love, and vice versa. But I think you do need to give a shit. Aye,
0: for you sure. know you need to you give, give a, a shit about yourself first and foremost. Yeah definitely i've absolutely loved this chat today i think it's actually been so beneficial and it, i've sat here and learned so much as well so it's oh. been it's been so nice to have this open deep chat about everything and anything is there anything you'd like to leave our listeners with before we finish
1: off i don't think i think i probably said what you said, to say. I, I think i've said enough <laughs> 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 i think people I think are probably uh, yeah, will she shut up um Not no just honestly thank you so much for asking me to be on like these are the kind of opportunities that weren't coming my way for quite a long time because Mm. um I wasn't showing up and I started to really recognize that because when I first Mm. started out there was loads of opportunities that came my way and this year I'm so grateful for being asked to Mm. you know be on podcasts being asked to be on other coaches communities to deliver to their clients like these things are massive privileges and success markers for me that Mm -hmm. I'm showing up in um that i'm being my authentic self because mm-hmm. i don't think generally you'd have asked me mm-hmm. had if d- you thought otherwise mm-hmm. so i think just thank you like it's something i've looked forward to a week and um yeah i just hope you all enjoyed listening to bex pick my brain i know i'm sure they will honestly like when i mentioned that you were
0: coming on everybody was like really excited and like yeah this woman looks like she knows what she's talking about and I was like she does <laughs> um so thank you again for coming on hopefully where-
1: just not too much that I create a success for myself
0: again <laughs> and think I know all standards on our up here so yeah I'm just
1: gonna you know I always do things now I feel like that a wee bit of humble pie something that just humbles me oh no definitely yeah.
0: where can everybody find you for um like your socials or like to just be inspired maybe to reach out for coaching or whatever if they're not a client of mine or whatever <laughs>
1: Don't give me jumping shit. No. Um, so just mostly on Instagram yeah. um, at Bex. No, at Beyond Bex, Your Best. I, oh my god! Don't I even, know her Instagram I don't even name. She doesn't <laughs> <on> know Instagram name. <laughs> uh, at Bex underscore Beyond Your Best. Um, it's took that many changes over that. I've went through so many name changes over the last three years that I'm forgetting it. No. Um, fair, fair. So yeah, pretty much there. Like you probably won't find me anywhere else. Yeah. Um, other than on on, on Instagram. Because <laughs> you start on YouTube soon. To be fair really yeah i think you'd be good on that i don't know (laughs) like i'm not the best with tech it brings out a a dark side it brings out a bex i don't like
0: (laughs) i know same but no honestly thank you so much again and i hope that everyone else listening enjoyed our episode today i'm sure this will be the first of many times that i'll have bex on um but yeah that is all from us and thank you so much for listening we will see you in the next episode thanks Bye bye